1: Dr. Becker was shot at a gay bar, so it's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century, from *I Love Lucy* to *News Radio*. I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and sometimes I do drag as Barb Hardly, and sometimes I also host this podcast. One of those sometimes is now, uh, and say hello to the dog slash tree slash man to my house slash house slash house. Ethan K. Hi! <laughs> hey,
0: Brett. That's a, That joke will only make sense if you know this episode, and we
1: will walk you through it, it, it so it. you will understand that gag. Well, everyone knows Becker. Everyone knows Becker. Everyone knows th- the iconic two-parter where Becker gets shot. Everybody in 1999, when
0: this came out, knew Becker.
1: Yeah, Becker most, is... A, uh,
0: it was a it was a popular show. It ran 120, I think, 129 episodes, six seasons. That's so many seasons. And uh, it is not spoken about anymore. This isn't like Life with Luigi, where it lasted like 13 episodes and then got you know taken down by yeah. a by a mob. This was it lasted a, six seasons, 129 episodes starring Ted Danson. This was his big career comeback after after Cheers um, and a blackface incident that ha- that did happen. People did totally
1: happen. just forgot about that. That was that was the early 90s.
0: That. I didn't forget about all the jokes about him going bald. There was a lot of yeah. balding jokes. Yeah. uh, I like to think that that Ted Danson has kind of gotten on the right track. Yeah. He's had some yeah. I shows. think that I be- mean.
1: It, it, not many people were on the right track in 1990. No, or whenever Nin- 1990. Yeah, whenever the happened. early 90s. I mean, because he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. I think. Yeah, that was which that's, is also that's a wild. That was time. before he met uh, Mary Steenburgen. Oh right, and they're married to this day, and she starred She's in the Book Club franchise.
0: <laughs> well, she was also in um. Uh, Step brothers, step brothers and elf great films back
1: to the future 3 back to the future 3 my favorite uh, back to the future when i was a child even though I, I don't like westerns i've only seen it once and it when it, when it was
0: it first came out i want to say i've seen back to the future 2 a lot of times but only back to the future 1 back to the future 3 once very strange you should watch it i just i i guess in my youth, I didn't feel like I need the trilogy to be finished.
1: Well, I, I mean, just it, with two. if you're a fan of the um canon as seen in the Saturday morning Back to the Future cartoon, oh, yeah. you would need to watch Back to the Future three because that is what introduced, you know, Jules and Vern, uh yes. Doc Brown's children. Yes.
0: Um, and they anyway. Anyway, we I love Mary Steenburgen. She's great in Elf. She's great in Step Brothers. I don't watch the Book Club movies because I don't watch a lot of
1: movies. You know how it is. You should watch. I mean, in the past week I've watched 80 for Brady and Book Club 2. Uh Oh. If it's a movie starring uh, four a- four actresses of certain ages, I I'm I'm on, I'm on board. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, what uh Do we have any business? Do we have any business? Gentlemen, gentlemen. Uh, Business, business, business. I Uh, haven't looked at the... I um... love the fact that G.I. Joe the movie starts with essentially just like a board meeting. It's just like all of them being (laughs) like, you know... What, this mission, you turn tail and red. No, order, order. (laughs) (laughs) God. Is this is all that's of them, a, like, negging Cobra Commander for 10 that's minutes. That's how
0: you run a business. An evil business has meetings. It took
1: the serpent had... man to get in charge to finally put them in order. Right. The serpent man. <laughs> Serpentor. Uh, Serpentor. Yeah, please uh, leave comments and email, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and if you didn't go watch our special heart-to-heart to Heart, um, mansion tour, We didn't get a lot of views on that one, but we did get a lot of views on the
0: heart to heart episode itself. So thank you very much. Please Um, go
1: watch and see the
0: insanity that I built. I also think it's amazing that Laverne and Shirley, one of the greatest shows of the eighties, our episode has like eight views. (laughs) Whereas like Alfred Hitchcock presents has over a thousand. We are
1: inconsistent. People, uh, you know, the fandoms, they want what they want. Uh, Indeed. I was thinking we should do like a pandering ground where we just, whatever the most viewed of the 50, 60, we just do episodes from those shows just to see if it hits again. <laughs> just well, we see. did
0: with, it's not going to happen next episode because, and we'll tell you why, but we did get someone take us up on the family affair challenge. mm mm-hmm. uh, Our friend, our mutual friend, uh, Jessica, one of, one of my favorite people, One of my top five people in the world uh, reached out and said that she liked Family Affair and gave us particular episodes of which we should partake of Family Affair. So it's coming. It's not happening today and it's not happening next episode. And we will tell you why in a (laughs) minute. And
1: also, I guess, not the one after that. But we're, yeah, we'll be. um,
0: But we will do Family Affair again. And we'll see. Maybe maybe it's magic. Maybe it's lightning
1: in a bottle. We don't know. No, I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be rough. Rough going. Uh, but, you know, we can talk about this week when we are traveling to November 8th, 1999. Pokemon, the first movie, ruled the box office. It's literally the title. That's a good and- one. Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas topped the charts, and CBS aired the Becker episode "Stumble in the Bronx." Ethan, you must have seen "Stumble in the Bronx" before today.
0: I've seen Becker episodes, but I have not seen "Stumble in the Bronx." Have you seen "Rumble me. in the Bronx"? I have seen "Rumble in the
1: Bronx." Okay. It's a great Jackie Chan so film. Have I? Um, and oddly enough, this episode doesn't take place in the Bronx, or is it set in the Bronx? It's it's partially in
0: the Bronx. And then it moves down to Brooklyn and then it stays in Brooklyn for the rest of the episode. Wait, so like, yeah, the stumble happens in Brooklyn. Yeah. The so stumble because he he's shot. The whole point is that he gets shot in, an, in not even an altercation. Some other people are fighting and they shoot a gun and he gets shot in Brooklyn. It is clearly supposed to be Brooklyn. Yeah. And they're not going to take him to a hospital in the Bronx.
1: If he's shot in Brooklyn. Yeah. But his practice is in the Bronx. His practice is in the Bronx. God, man. Leave it to 90s sitcoms to be like, yeah, the Bronx, white people, just white people. (laughs) Like, just the whitest versions of New York you will ever see is on. And Becker was actually comparatively diverse compared to... Every other New York set, sick every almost. other New York. Is, it, I've been to the Bronx. I mean, I'm, I'm from, you know, I lived in New
0: York for 15 years. I've been to, you know, I've been to the Bronx a num- number of times. I, I cannot vouch for how it is portrayed in the show because they, there were virtually no exteriors. Um, yeah, there's a very nice coffee shop. Becker's office is pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it looks um, very
0: suburban. It's very strange. But uh, November eighth, huh. nineteen ninety-nine, I looked up what what happened on this date? What oh. aside out? from Becker. In, aside from Becker. Well, there's one person who did not watch Becker, and it was the victim of the first internet
1: murder. Oh, ooh, wait. Like, <laughs> is it like an X-Files demon like came no, through the keyboard no, no, no. and no, no, not nothing was it that just fun. like, oh, well, they, we met in an AOL chat room and I got murdered kind of thing. No, We met in an AOL
0: chat room and uh, I want you to kill my husband.
1: Oh, that's a classic tale.
0: Yeah, well, it's a classic tale starting November 8th, 1999, because it didn't cool. happen before then. No, but that's nice. That's what happened on this day in 1999 after. <laughs> uh, was it before or after Becker? I don't know. It would it would be unfortunate if the victim missed this episode of Becker because it it is a hoot.
1: Yeah, it's got That's some hot wild. jokes, but you know, well, get yeah. I mean, I never watched Becker because I had uh I had brand loyalty with NBC. I was yeah, you never you uh, you ride never or die, watched. and ABC. Like in terms of quantity of shows I watched, it was NBC, then ABC, then Fox, and then CBS also existed and i never i mean cbs I was like some... it was like home
0: shopping network you knew it existed but you yeah. didn't really tune it this for
1: all people this was an old people show i was like i don't think so
0: uh you couldn't you as a 13 year old could not relate to a middle-aged
1: doctor in the bronx i don't know i mean oh. i was i was watching mad about you around this time so like you know what what how could I well, relate to that?
0: I got to say that my my friend group and myself, we were mad about Becker because we, I remember watching quite a bit of Becker and because and the jokes were good. The jokes are still like, wow, you know? Yeah. It's hard to write down plot for these because com-
1: comparatively to, let's say, Bewitched, it's less plot and more gay. Just him walking from place to place being cantankerous. Uh, yeah. But this week... Um must have seen TV, we'll be talking about the Becker episode. Stumble in the Bronx is the eighth episode of season two, and it was written by, holy shit, Matthew Weiner, the goddamn creator of Mad Men. was <laughs> a staff writer on Becker and the story editor uh, directed and was, by Andy Ackerman.
0: And it was uh, created by David Hackle, who also created Wings and Dear John.
1: It's so nuts. Uh, here's how Pluto TV describes the episode. Dr. John Becker gets shot and Francis Fisher guest stars as his doctor. Ethan, how accurate is that description? <laughs> how thorough is that
0: description? It, isn't that literally the description is three words.
1: Becker gets shot. Yeah, that's it. Which when So when you pitched it, you were like, uh, we have options. One is. Was it something about like racial slurs?
0: Oh yeah, I wanted to to do like the latest in the in the 90s we could do which was like December 16th, 1999. Like after that it was all Christmas TV and there was yeah. like no other episodes. But but it was like he apparently he goes off on some rant at a at a cafe and he's overheard and he in this this episode we didn't do uh, it becomes a whole like scandal. Someone writes an article about this particular doctor in the Bronx that hates X Y Z. Oh God! And I was like, you know what? That's it's not that it's not well rated. It's kind of <laughs> but you were like, it's
1: either that one or Becker gets shot. And I was like, oddly enough, Becker gets shot sounds like a lighter a lighter watch.
0: Becker gets um, shot was was one of the top rated episodes of the season no, on no. IMDb. And why
1: wasn't it titled Becker gets shot? It's just that's what it should be called. Becker gets shot. Becker gets uh, shot. Oh, and I also am glad because I was, oh my god, yeah, this is 1999. So like, you say Becker gets shot nowadays, I'd be like, oh fuck, like, what public space was he in that was part, like? But we we live in a gun country, uh gun crazy country where we're all going to end up getting shot at some point because no one will do anything about it, and you're not safe literally anywhere, no matter where you are. And so that, but. So I was going into this expecting, like, we're going to get preached to. There's going to be some, like, it's going to be tough. And now, like, it's just Becker gets, like, accidentally shot because two guys start arguing about a parking space. And they sh- wildly shoot in the air and he gets shot from, like, a block away. Which is 1999
0: Brooklyn. I can't really speak to that. But uh, I, I guess people would argue with guns in 1999 Brooklyn. Correct us if I'm wrong on the
1: comments. Yeah. Well, because we know what Giuliani was cleaning up, uh, in Manhattan Times Square, squeaky yeah. clean. Uh, and
0: Giuliani is referenced in this episode. It was the
1: height of the Giuliani oh, years, yeah, the Giuliani-sance. What a dumbass! Things uh, have changed for <laughs> for Mister Giuliani. Oh, well, so uh, I'm trying to. So the opening credits are they feel of a piece with the Spin City opening credits. Yeah, it's it's
0: walking around the city to jazz music,
1: but it's like highly blown out. Like like a very basic iMovie level effect yeah. on top, like that kind of that kind of vibe. Like the Malcolm in the Middle opening credits are very much like that.
0: Uh, it's a, a 90s Thomas aesthetic.
1: It's type, a very like, grunge, 90s. like yeah. we're either gonna, we're either gonna sell you fruit chews or a sitcom's <laughs> about to start. Like that's or <laughs> like here's what? the new game for the N64. Smoking is whack. Oh what? my God! This kid is
0: smoking. These are so your brains kills. on Becker. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, we open. We we once that's done. Oh, by the way, we watch this on Pluto TV. I watch this on Pluto TV. Uh, seems to be the only place that is streaming Becker, although the
1: DVD set is out there. Right. And I, I will also, you know, we should honestly. I need looking to get into sponsorship from Pluto because I will say it. No other streaming service gives a rat's ass about classic television the way Pluto TV does. Yeah, I say this on the heels of uh, Prime Video slash Freevee removing the Bob Newhart Show, making it unavailable to watch unless you own the DVDs, which I do. Yeah, uh, and uh, what I lo- but what I really love about Pluto TV is that the commercials that Pluto TV runs that advertise other Pluto TV channels, which are usually all like show theme, like there's an I Love Lucy channel. Oh. They are very, very, very reminiscent of 80s and 90s Nick at Night commercials.
0: Now, I watched it on my my laptop, so all I got was Burger King commercials. Yeah, all I got was Not the Burger thing. King.
1: Yeah, because this is the on, yeah, we watch Becker on demand. If you just like tune into Pluto and we're watching it linearly, then like they have, oh. they do that thing where they will take um, moments from episodes and like string them all together to create a 30 second spot of like, you know, Lucy going way or something like that. Oh. Like <laughs> to the part where I'm like, can I get a job making commercials for Pluto TV? <laughs> because uh, oh, I love that shit.
0: I'm a little unfamiliar with their interface. It kept switching. If I went, if I paused it for more than a couple seconds, it would seconds, it would switch me to an episode of My Three Sons. Ooh. I'm like, oh, that's I, I want to watch Becker because I'm watching it for this podcast. But oh, my three sons is on and there's William Frawley. It yes, all comes. Good.
1: Back. What I what I, what I love about it though is like uh like there's a love boat channel. And so when I don't know how anything when I don't want to put on, I'll just go to the Love Boat channel. And it doesn't matter when or where where you stop or start a love boat episode. Just jump in, jump out, just like the pool, baby. <laughs> hello uh but yeah so the, the first uh, oh my god okay the first scene of the episode is it opens in the diner which is the hangout spot
0: yes it's the diners featured not in, in every episode it's it's the one that they they do the most set dressing on all the characters are there it's it appears once per episode well
1: because like becker is um most of the half of the cast are just like people that are in that diner they have nothing to do with his medical yeah. practice so the people that are in the
0: diner are Reggie, played by Terry Far- Farrell from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. If you might remember oh.
1: her, wait, who was she on Deep Space Nine?
0: She was Dax, Lieutenant okay, Commander. Okay, people love Dax. Uh, and she left the show. She left uh, Deep Space Nine to be in Becker, and then she got re- she got replaced midway through the show with Nancy Travis.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so Becker had some cast turnover because Jorge yeah. Garcia from Lost is on the because art on Pluto.
0: Yes, because uh, there's the character of Bob. Um, yeah, that Played guy, by Severio Guerra. That said, no,
1: no thanks.
0: Well, his character is very ill-defined, and he he left. He's like I I want. Or he he wanted to leave for the last season, so they got Jorge Garcia to replace oh, him only.
1: So he's he also, if I'm not mistaken, Severio Guerra was also Whistler on Buffy. I'm going to look. Was that true? Am I wrong? Oh God, he's just a regular. No, he was Willie the Snitch. That's who he was. He wasn't Whistler. He was Willie the Snitch in five episodes of Buffy. That's that's where I knew him from. I think he was on ninety episodes of Becker as Bob.
0: Yeah, so he he wasn't there for thirty. Jesus. 39 of them. Um also in the diner is uh the character of Jake uh played by Alex Desert. Um he had a great sitcom career and now he does voices. He is Carl currently in The Simpsons and he was Nick Fury in a couple Marvel huh. animated projects. Is he so. really blind? No, he is not. Okay. Okay, he is not blind.
1: He is blind um, on the show which is Again, an example of like, hey, we have represent- representation is not a new thing.
0: We're not going to uh, hire a blind like, actor. No, we're, we're not
1: going to do that. But, we're gonna, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, people act like, what? Well, I don't know anything about Doctor Who, but I know that there were some idiots that were mad about just Doctor Who acknowledging that people in wheelchairs exist or something. Oh my God. And like just losing their minds. And it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Right. They went
0: nuts about a trans character for these three uh, specials they had right before right before Christmas. They got hate mail for it. And it's like, what the? F-
1: People exist, the- baby. People exist, baby. People exist in the 21st century. Yeah. Hey. Santa Claus can have a wheelchair as well. If Target wants to sell those figurines, let them. It doesn't hurt you. Anyway. Oh, sorry.
0: So. Um, we start off, let's let's get into the episode because we have oh, added yeah. this out with a lot of just additional, just commentary. <laughs> um, the cold open is that Reggie is in a class for uh, psychology.
1: So yeah, psychology. Psychology. And so she's um, like testing with Jake about like, oh, let's do some word association. He does say like, oh, if you're wanting to do ink blots, that's not going to work for me. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, da-da-da. which is yeah. a nice subtle way of letting you know this character is blind without being like, as a blind person, I hope it isn't inkblot. <laughs> <which, laughs> good.
0: I mean, I don't think he I don't think he has to say that at the top of every episode for new watchers, but yeah. I mean it is it is
1: well, helpful yeah, it's if you're not familiar like, with the show. Every episode of X-Men, the focus totality of my psychic powers, <laughs> etc. I'm nigh invulnerable I'm when not I'm I'm vulnerable when I have my walking cane. No. So yeah, so it's just word association and it's like a little fun gag of like she says Dog. He says house. Tree. House. Man. I can only think of house now. Like yeah, okay, fun. Yeah, there was, we explained the joke at the beginning of the show. Woohoo! We did it. Yay! Well, um, so the Becker. So Becker comes in. Becker's Becker's got a game. His his thing of this episode is he's sick of helping people. <laughs> he's the doctor that hates helping people.
0: Take that Hippocratic oath and shove it.
1: Someone, it kind of feels like someone was like, hmm, Frazier's doing really well. What if we took Sam and made him Frazier? Like, that that's kind made of the vibe the, of this. Made him the anti-Frasier. Because he's so angry. He, he's <laughs>
0: angry at everybody. He's angry because he, he got woken up today by a kid selling candy bars to go to Disneyland. And he's like, you know what? I've been to Disneyland. And you know what? It doesn't need more kids. Good joke and true. It's true. I mean, Disneyland should be for adults. <laughs> Come on now, people.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, oh, and then uh, we get the little gag with Bob because like Bob comes in and he takes the March of Dimes can because he put that there months ago and apparently it's a March of Mimes. Yes, he, trying, he created a fake charity.
0: He's scamming a charity by having the March of Mimes because he's going through a divorce that's not mentioned any other time that I mean, Bob, Bob shows up, takes the money, makes two jokes, and then he leaves. So if I'm not familiar with Becker, I have no idea who Bob is. And I, I haven't seen Bob, I mean, Becker in a long time, so I have no idea who Bob
1: is. Yeah, I was just like, oh, that's the guy from Buffy. <laughs> and even then I thought he was a different character. But anyway, William Whistler, very similar. Did you also uh, notice
0: that Becker was smoking in the cafe? 1999.
1: Yeah, baby. yeah, that's wild,
0: too. Yeah, he just lit up right in the cafe. Um, yeah, he, you- he's uh, Reggie wants to do the word association with him. His It's dog, leave, house, me, man, alone leave yeah. me alone uh because
1: he's cantankerous and he hates it um uh, jake has to like go downtown to like renew his license to sell newspapers yeah he's got the little like newsstand in the cafe um yeah there's a fun bit like when she's like hey do you have time to do the sport association was like well uh, i've already cut the the strings off of the newspapers and the only thing else i have to do is go home so yeah <laughs> that's all he does and and uh reggie says oh you
0: need a license to uh to sell newspapers he goes yeah you need a license to sell food right and reggie looks really guilty (laughs) i kind of like that gag too yeah just like all
1: all of a sudden she's writing something down yeah i'm an unlicensed cafe he tries to get becker to like drive him down to brooklyn from the bronx which is like okay no so here's the thing becker's got a car Becker's got I'm, a car subway from Bronx to Brooklyn. Like, OK, well, get ready for a never ending journey. Get ready to go on the Odyssey Odysseus. Like,
0: yeah, it is not it is not easy. And I can imagine as a as a blind person, it's also just a little extra dip, more difficult. But yeah. Becker's like, no, I'm not going to because e- even driving from the Bronx to Brooklyn is still like
1: it's it's not it's not great it is in New York City. And, you know, Becker's got a job. There are men with uh, who want penile enhancements that need to be consulted. Well, the... also,
0: why would someone need to go to Brooklyn to renew a license from the Bronx? Like, the well, Bronx is, is borough-specific? It, it should be borough-specific. Every borough yeah, is else everything, everything its own else county. Is, yeah. so, that is true. This is a, a contravance by someone who probably was not filming and writing in... New York. Well, Matt Weiner
1: knows about 1960s New York.
0: He doesn't know as much about 1990s New Well, York. we only know that from Mad Men. He might have had to like <laughs> study up on 1960s New York before no, he, he wrote
1: Mad Men. Well, maybe he wrote Becker with maybe in the 1960s. The the newspaper selling <laughs> license was one office and it was in Brooklyn.
0: I want to think that he did his master's degree in 1960s New York and everything <laughs> that he writes takes place How in 1960s. I use this?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> i will say like it does it weirdly makes a lot of sense that he apparently came up writing sitcoms i didn't know, fucking know that because Mad Men is very funny a lot of the time uh but so it's very I've never, strange i've never watched it uh because as an
0: advertiser i think it would kind of be a little weird for me the same way that megan who was like a former you know w- restaurant worker can't watch the bear yeah Because she says that'll become her whole personality.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's also how, you know, I can't really watch Bob season one without being like, you can't make a comic in a day. Like, (laughs) Uh, uh, but yeah, so we get a scene at Becker's uh, office and the first part of it is his. His, I'm assuming his perceptionist or his. Yeah. Margaret played by Hattie Winston. Well, is she the girl? the ditzy oh. one, hot glues, her, not hot glues, Jesus. Um the Super ditzy one.
0: The ditzy one is Linda, played by Shawnee Smith, she, who you might super know from the franchise.
1: Oh, she God. super glues, yes, I'm sorry. I Hers keep herself to a skeleton. Because she was like, you were telling me to like familiarize myself with the bones and I was looking at the hand and the finger fell off. So it's always super glued it. The super glue works.
0: She super uh, glued herself to a uh Shawnee Smith You is is kind of like big name with the saw franchise right now um hmm. she was also in a punk band called five dollar ho wow yeah which according to imdb all of the cast have of becker went to see five dollar ho at some point um oh while God. they were touring
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i it, why does what imdb does, tell me these things i don't jeez what this does is it gives us a really fun visual gag of her walking around essentially like she's Jan Brady and the skeleton is George glass. Like it's fun because behind her is this skeleton yeah, just, on wheels. Like
0: they're like, they're holding hands. Yeah. It's- um, and, uh, we get there and, uh, there's a Becker has to escort somebody out and just says, and by the way, that thing you asked me about, I'm not an expert in penile enlargement surgeries. Um,
1: but uh, like you, sh- you should try getting a Chevrolet first or something,
0: like. yeah. Um, get a Mercedes first. But the uh, the, the patient who's asking for the pen- the penile implant, uh, is Russ Woody, who's the executive producer of the show.
1: Wow, he
0: wrote like a bunch of episodes too. That's fun, yeah. This weird, weird trivia that I learned. Um, but Jake calls and says, Hey, I got oh, robbed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because so he calls from uh, Brooklyn where he's in a phone booth and he's like, "I got like robbed," and uh, basically, he, like Becker, they ask like, "What kind of neighborhood?" Or like, "Is are you should you be so like?" I'm in the kind of neighborhood that would rob a blind person. <laughs> like that's yeah, <laughs> which is I think is a very funny way to describe for them to describe that neighborhood. From a he said,
0: person. "Are you sure you're in Brooklyn?" He says, "Yeah, the the guy who robbed me told me I was in Brooklyn." And then he he goes, are you, can you be sure? He's like, I believed him when he said he had a gun. Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: good. It's
0: good. It's crisp writing. Crisp writing. Uh, So Becker goes
1: down to like, pick him up. And this is a very nice, it's a big uh, soundstage for New York. I'm wondering, like, you know, that definitely is a soundstage, a New York soundstage that just exists. And I'm sure a bajillion shows use.
0: Yeah. It's 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 the same thing that L.A. shows use for every New York thing. You just shoot it from different angles. Yeah. And now this is Brooklyn. As they're walking away, Becker's griping about it because Becker gripes about everything. And there are two men that are complaining over a parking space. They're both now that both of their cars are parked. And I think they were part They were They were arguing about parking too close. They get into a fist fight. One of them pulls a gun, which just uh just uh. um just very s- scary because that kind of shit does happen. Yeah, yeah. And he sh- he shoots and Becker gets hit in the shoulder and falls straight down. Um, and we go to commercial.
1: <laughs> Isn't it like right after he says, like, I'm sick of like people asking me for help? Like and, Yeah. And they're like fully a block away. Like they've already passed these people. Like he's has Jake, he's like holding on to Jake and they're walking and it's like they're like tussling with the gun and it goes off. It's an accident or something like he gets shot. And I mean, I don't know, I guess kudos to them for not like having it be like blood and like, oh, no, like just yeah. it really. Is just, he just like falls over and it's
0: like, this, oh. this was not a very special episode of Becker. This was like this. This was played for laughs. Yeah. He falls down and he says, I need help.
1: Let me go um, to the. uh doctor's office we go to the doctor's office where we see a frequent TB cop uh Troy Evans who was on he was one of the cops on wait no he was on was he the cop on ER who became a receptionist who is he you might remember Ryan Reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during
0: inflation we thought we'd bring our prices For him, uh, listeners from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, where he played Roger Pedactor. Um, that's right. He, so that I just realized I was getting team.
1: him confused with the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, because that's not him. Troy, no, Davis.
0: it is not. It is not Dan Blocker.
1: Uh, oh, he's on four episodes of Bosch Legacy, fifty-nine episodes of Bosch. Good, good, good. <laughs> good for him. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the. the...
0: He was the the angry uh hotel guest
1: in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes, so he appeared in the pilot episode of ER as a cop. This I love this little thing. So he appears in the pilot episode as uh, a cop, and then uh show me the actual episodes he was on. Um, and then five seasons later, season six. He like joins in the season finale as like the new front desk receptionist, and he's the same character. Oh, he's the same character. Yeah, and they, so like they they give him the same name, and he was like he's an ex cop who's now working, and then he's on the show for the next nine seasons, season six through fifteen of VR. <laughs> yeah, like so that's how I recognized him, and I was like, as like, I was like, have fun. <laughs> uh,
0: he's through? a very recognizable actor. Uh, usually, and, and- play, usually plays cops.
1: So this scene. It, it, it there are two two things. One, funny. Two, it does introduce a little, a very weird, very sp- like uh, s- succinctly specifically late nineties joke add-on of. Uh, so when Becker was shot, he happened to be shot in front of a gay bar, and like some men from the gay bar like saved his life, like and he pulled him in, you know. Yes. Um and so since he was picked up at the gay bar now everyone thinks he's gay. And this is a very late 90s thing because it's like oh we can we're cool to acknowledge that gay people like exist casually now let's make yep. jokes. And now there is a like so the doc the the cop comes out and uh there was one really good exchange that I <laughs> that I really liked and he was like okay you were helping your your friend your special friend and Becker's like no he's not like, you know, he's he's special in that like he's blind, but he doesn't. But like, he's not special to me. Oh, so you can see other people. No, I can see other people. He can't. And like, oh, that doesn't seem fair. And it's like, that's, like, that's good. <laughs> I,
0: I liked I like where, where he first introduces it and just the, the language that he says. he, where he He's asking some questions. He goes, um, when did you leave the drinking establishment catering exclusively to homosexuals? yeah <laughs> just the the way that that was strung together felt oddly professional
1: Oh, and then he had to like read basically like the boilerplate that that giuliani's making all cops read to gay I, wrote people. It yeah. I wrote it down yeah is that, is that anything, a real thing uh, is it no mayor giuliani
0: <laughs> wants us to inform you that the nypd believes alternative lifestyles are a wonderful part of the
1: rich tapestry that is new york not anymore definitely does not anymore um <clears throat> but yeah, so this introduces, like, the... So, I liked this seed. But then, like, the fact that it then, like, continues... When Becker said, now everyone thinks I'm the Staten Island fairy, and I'm like, okay, that's... uh, That's a step too far for me.
0: I remember, I remember a history teacher of mine in high school made that joke. Just... What? And I didn't get it at the time.
1: Ugh. It took me, like,
0: a couple minutes to get it.
1: Yeah, it's, a. It's weird. Uh, but he does get a lot of guests. He's being a jerk to all the nurses. He's being a jerk to all the
0: nurses. He doesn't want it to get out that he was that he was in the gay bar. But yeah. they, they flash over to the office and Linda the the the, the secret the, the the front desk worker who had glued herself to the skeleton answers the phone and says, Dr. Becker was shot in a gay bar, so we will have to reschedule your appointment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> This is very, um, funny. but she was like, I knew that he was repressing something. Like, <laughs> it does. It really does seem like, I don't know, like, did they do a pass of this episode? And they were like, we're really light on jokes in this one section. What can we do? Just quickly add in a bunch of jokes. Gay bar. Cool. That then, button. Like, boom. <laughs> and this insert just a bunch of gay jokes in here.
0: Yeah. I I do feel like that is like a late nineties, mid mid to late nineties kind of thing. And I'm and I keep going back to uh Spin City. Yeah. Where it's one of the first shows that has like a gay character that is series regular. Every, yeah, series yeah, regular. Like, like and I th- I feel like they did the same thing with with his character, where it was like, oh, we can, you know, we feel okay to press that button. We feel, feel okay like- to like and subscribe.
1: It's very like, you know, we couldn't make these jokes regularly or ever on TV for decades. Except but so now well. that now that Ellen's come out, we can just rip on gay people. Exactly. And, and it is. um Similarly, if you go back and watch a lot of sitcoms like New Girl and Happy Ending specifically, like from the late to tw- tw- basically 2008 to like 2011. There is a lot of racial humor because like it's it's a lot of like, you know, oh, you say that because I'm your black friend or like, Mm -hmm. no, come on, my homie. Like just like a lot of like with black characters and white characters, a lot of just like racial humor that feels very we just elected Barack Obama. So now we can talk about how you're like the black friend. Oh, you're giving me chicken goes on the black, like that kind of stuff. And like, it makes like, I don't know. It's weird seeing how newer sitcoms have immediately become dated in a very specific way. And this feels very of that same piece of life. It does feel, I I, I forgot about Ellen. I think that I feel weird. to Like
0: I I always go back to spin city because that's, that was a character that it, it was not, trumpeted in the media ellen was kind of the the test balloon oh uh, yeah where there was a lot of spotlight on ellen when she came out so there was it did not work it did not work but then it became a normal a normalized kind of thing
1: well and will and grace is on the air at this point because I think mm-hmm. it was on for like a year and a half. i think it might have debuted the same season as becker so yeah so there's just like a lot of miscellaneous gay jokes that it feels like matthew weiner has, has just had in a drawer for a long time, he's like the '60s. Since the '60s, he's like, and in a couple of years, Sal Romano's going to get fired, never seen again. Anyway, so that's the a, rest. Of,
0: the rest of the episode well, takes place me. in the in the
1: hospital room. Um, oh, you know, this is where it looks so like. Uh, what? What is her name? Reggie. Like mm-hmm. she comes, Bob comes. And this is where I was like, man, this guy would not be welcome. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> like the 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 asshole who you barely know at the diner is gonna come visit you with flowers.
0: It's they only have so many characters
1: in the yeah, show. Yeah, it's like bro. gotta get them
0: all in. All the regulars have to show up. Reggie, um <laughs> She I, I thought this was funny that that Becker's asleep and she goes, hey, Becker. And, and he goes, what? And he goes, she goes, it's me, Reggie. He goes, you woke me up to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that was, tell me yeah. that. And she and she goes, I, uh, I came a long way. I want the credit for the visit.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's um, a lot of like he keeps trying to fall asleep and like a nurse wakes him up to give him some sleeping medication. <laughs> Yeah, like just it's a then they all start getting into like talks about like soap operas. Like, it was, yeah, there's a lot of just like. Uh, Becker being annoyed, Becker's annoyed. Yeah, that was that was his whole character, you know, even when he's not shot. I mean, um, I would also be annoyed if the nurses were like loudly talking about a soap opera plot while forcing me to like. While, while, while changing my linens <laughs> and rolling me over on my injured shoulder,
0: <laughs> his his doctor is played by Francis Fisher, um, a uh, an actor of well renowned. Uh, she's done a ton of work. Um, yeah, she was in uh, uh Titanic. She was mm. in Eureka. She was in uh the uh the watchman tv show there we go she's been very busy um and she and she's great in this she plays a surgeon that hates everybody too
1: yeah (laughs) i honestly was like oh and she was uh with clint eastwood for a while um i was waiting for her for them to like you know hit it off well is that next week? <laughs> that's next
0: week, because maybe uh, this is a two part episode. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Because they have like a uh, they have like a moment. Of like tension where they're like really yelling at each other. And then she apologizes to him because she re- she really
0: laid into him. Yeah. Like, and that's not professional. She's on the job like he's a she's a doctor. He's a doctor. Sure. But he's still a patient. He doesn't want to be a patient. He's not acknowledging that he's a patient. Because he wants to leave, but she just unloaded both barrels at him.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> very Cause good I at say because he was shot. And yeah, and that like uh... and then she's like, well, if you get up and leave, like you have a polyp on your spleen or something, or a, where you got hematoma. It's, hematoma. it's serious. A polyp, geez. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and you could like yeah, erupt and die or fall down in tw- 20 minutes he's like i don't care
0: i'm 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 the better doctor
1: i'm the becker doctor
0: and she says if i need advice about the sniffles then i'll come to you but you i'm a trauma doctor you've been shot
1: and then she drops the microphone that she's inexplicably carrying just kidding <laughs> no <laughs> and then he so then we and see Becker again <laughs> yeah she pulls out her another gun uh it's and- Brooklyn. Outside Becker, like Jake is coming in, presumably to visit him. Yeah. And then they have like a very like, because Becker starts acting very like entitled and whiny of just like, you know, I don't like feeling helpless. I don't like Bob. Well, and, and Jake's like, uh, you're saying this to the uh blind man? Like, uh, talk to me yeah. whenever you've had to like carry this, you know, walking stick around everywhere. Like, or just flashback to 10 minutes ago in on the show when I was robbed in brooklyn
0: <laughs> uh, people get robbed it, in brooklyn it
1: sucks i was expecting becker to have it is interesting that i thought i expected the episode to turn where he was like oh yeah yeah okay and then they get in the cab and go, it was like no but he's still pissed he still gets in a cab and like leaves he's like there's no resolution yeah. hopefully go, he goes up to the bronx and goes to a bronx doctor
0: uh, But you know that because this is a two part two parter this is the secret I was trying to keep from everybody. It's a two-parter. we're going to do the next, yeah, we're going to do the next episode uh, next. So it's going to be a double 90s episode. Back to back. Uh, a block of 90s. The hits of yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine that he gets in a cab, the hematoma acts up, and he ends up for some reason back at this hospital.
1: Oh, is that going to happen?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. You you can't waste an actor like Frances Fisher <laughs> in like in like this part of the episode. No, she's gonna come back.
1: Yeah. Well apparently she recurred. At least on her Wikipedia. Does recur just mean two episodes? No, I think it's it was more like nine. It wasn't a, it okay. wasn't a whole lot.
0: But yeah, she did. Let you me know, look it up real quick. Now I gotta look it up. Uh but yeah, it it was five episodes. so 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 she was recurring. And we're gonna
1: do all Five Eppen, <laughs> <laughs> three a months of Becker rock. coverage. Um, for all you uh, Becker heads out there,
0: uh, that's a weird one. Uh, yeah, I don't like
1: that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tune in to find out what happens on the saga of of Becker. Um, are you ready for the must-haviest facts? Yeah, the haviest. Of So 10.7 million households watched this episode of Becker. 10.7. That's a lot of households. Uh, It was ranked number 16 for the week, which is about where it was for this season. So like, that's those CBS shows. NBC, they're all in the top 10. CBS hitting right underneath. ABC, all over the place. Uh, Well, we'll see. Here's what ABC was doing. The top five shows for that week. Number five, The Wonderful World of Disney's Annie. Oh. Uh Was the number five. Uh, and then tied for three was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Sunday Edition and the uh, NFL Monday Night Football. Two was Friends and one was the ER. Now, this is back when we were getting three nights of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a week. That's so much nights of Who Wants Why? to Be a Millionaire. How did this happen? <laughs> it was such a hit. It was so it was well, saying like nowadays, whenever they do the multiple, like Big Brother is on three nights a week, but it's like, well, that is a essentially like a real time reality soap opera. And so well, there are like storylines that you're following with these people and very show's wild. Ridiculous. But like <laughs> Who Wants to be a Millionaire is just like a game show. Like it it could be on one night a week, five nights a week. Like, why three? Why not just one? Like is it's really yeah. Is really strange. But yeah, this was on, a mania.
0: Yeah. And it was on like at a good slot.
1: Oh, it was ABC built their entire like primetime yeah. lineup around it at this time. It
0: wasn't like Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, which is like early evening.
1: Yeah. This is like we're back yeah. with primetime game shows. Yeah. This, they just built it. This begat, you know, the weakest link deal or no deal era of the early aughts. I have no nostalgia. For the years 1999 through 2005
0: i was in college for most of them
1: yeah I mean, I, and i i don't people because i i only talk about this because there are drag queens who are younger than me in on drag race and in drag right now there are a lot of people who are of course younger than me that have a lot of nostalgia who are born in like the late 90s or early 2000s that have oh. a lot of nostalgia. For all of that, all that aesthetic and stuff. It's like, oh, it's very Y2K. And in my point of view, I'm just like, that is the ugliest stuff. Please, absolutely not. Keep your pleather and all denim everything and like gel, spiky tipped hair, horrible music. Keep it all horrible top 40. Uh, garage rock was great. But like yeah, I, I really
0: I feel like I stopped listening to music new music around 1999
1: 2000 ish well I again mean, yeah, my uh, my period of expertise of music stopped in 2005 probably so you 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 listen to what
0: bands that are popular that are good that i i've i've heard and i'm like i, I like i i enjoy the decemberists i have not listened to more than maybe five songs by the decemberists yeah like yeah death cab for cutie the songs mm-hmm. i've heard i like I just, I just stopped listening to new music and just dove back into ridiculous stuff from like the sixties and seventies.
1: Oh yeah. And also, yeah, my college was like me discovering post-punk and gang of four and the kinks. And, oh, I got to tell
0: you, I got to tell you an amazing story. So when I was in college, 1999 through 2000, that was my sophomore year. It was my first year at Alfred university in Alfred, New York. And I worked I, I was a DJ for the radio station and our um, advisor uh, was a communications professor. I won't mention his name, uh, but everyone loved this guy. A bunch of my friends had him as as an advisor uh, for academic advisor. He was also at the radio station advisor. And he 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 and I kind of like had some conversations. He'd come in when I was on the air and he introduced me to some music. He introduced me to Iggy Pop. He introduced me to Modern Lovers, Jonathan Richman. And I, he gave me his copy of Alice Cooper's Billion Dollar Babies. Ah. I still have with the post-it note that he wrote to me on it. Aww. I still have that. And and then he got a job teaching in Wisconsin, um, University of Wisconsin, um, La uh, Crosse. And he became the chancellor, and he was just in the news in the past two months uh, for uh, starring in several adult videos with his wife on OnlyFans and also having a YouTube series where he and his wife cook uh, vegan meals with porn stars, and then they have sex afterwards. Oh, my God. So he lost his, he he has been removed from his position as chancellor.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, Honestly, that's kind of when I stopped should, listening to new music. He, I mean, they should give him a job of like teaching new media. You get a yeah. fucking professor that understands OnlyFans and YouTube, like yeah <laughs> this is how you get students excited <laughs> his, I, I, there was a
0: petition going around that his students put out being like reinstate him because those videos are
1: low-key good <laughs> my god uh yeah I, I don't i don't think any of my professors uh, dabbled in such <laughs> uh they I are out there not uh, can, the yeah the, the cbs monday night lineup uh which is here's why i didn't watch King of Queens, ladies' oh. man, everybody loves Raymond Becker in 48 hours. All people shows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was uh I was 15, so um, but now I, I, everybody loves Raymond is funny. I, I I have watched, you know, a nice chunk of it. Where does everybody um, loves Raymond take place? Because King of Queens is in Queens and Becker is in Bronx, and it's Long Island. Uh, I think okay. they, they might all be part, they're probably all part of the I know King of Queens and Raymond are part of the same universe. So Becker might also be part of it. Oh, <clears throat> now, what are you watching <laughs> <laughs> on ABC? It's Monday night and all your rowdy friends have come over to watch Dallas Cowboys at Minnesota Vikings on ABC. All of um, my rowdy
0: friends. You all say? your rowdy
1: friends come over on Monday night on CBS. Becker, uh, even after getting shot in the shoulder while trying to rescue just Rob Jacob, Alex Dessert, Becker Ted Danson is still able to annoy everyone in the hospital. Uh, on Fox, we've got Allie McBeal. Betty White guest stars as a psychiatrist who prescribes Prozac for Allie, Calista Flockhart after she experiences a series of strange hallucinations. And on NBC, we've got a Magical Land of the Leprechauns Part 2. Randy Quaid starts with Roger Daltrey and Whoopi Goldberg in the special effects riddled story of a burned out businessman who finds himself in the middle of an ancient Irish feud between the fairies and the leprechauns in this fantasy. What are you watching? Oh my God. I have zero interest
0: in the leprechauns. However, Roger Daltrey's presence puts the finger on the scales for me. Not Randy Quaid and Whoopi Goldberg. Nineteen ninety nine. I was in the height of my Who mania. I fucking love this. I didn't. He did a. He does a lot of TV and movies (laughs) that I have no interest in seeing. But should one show up, like the like the the episode of CSI he was in where he? uh, Oh, God no, he did. uh, Oh yeah, he did the uh, the the makeup as as a black woman.
1: Oh no, I thought you meant like he was gonna say, Who are you?
0: No, <laughs> instead, uh he is a former rock star who's faked his death and is living in Las Vegas with a lot of makeup on. So he he in one in one scene, he plays a black housekeeper with a lot of latex on. Jesus Christ. And takes it off and he is Roger Daltrey from the Oh Who. my
1: god. Uh I am watching Allen McBeal. I probably did watch Allen McBeal that night because Alan McBeal was, I think, the only Fox show that I watched.
0: Had I not known that Roger Daltrey was in the leprechaun thing, I probably would have watched Becker. Yeah. Like my mom remembers Becker. She's like, I liked Becker. It was a funny Becker, show. Becker,
1: babe. Now I do I do think so this magical and the leprechauns thing, which I'd never heard of, but this sounds <laughs> the fact that it is air quote special effects riddled. I like that because <laughs> that's not a positive connotation. But this seems very much in line with um, Gulliver's Travels, the Merlin with Sam Neill, uh, all of those yeah. wild late 90s, early 2000s TV miniseries events that were like had all the special effects that you would only see in music videos. And they're like, we're going to put those in a show. Can I also
0: talk to you about, just real quick, about uh, Magical Land of the Leprechauns? Because it was a series, it was a limited series, but it also had Calm Meany in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It had Zoe Wanamaker, it had Kieran Culkin, uh,
1: and it had Tony Curran and Peter Serafinowicz. See, I low-key would like to cover... There is there is an interesting miniseries to be had of like covering all of these late all the late 90s like TV movie miniseries like debacles because you get casts. I mean, like that Merlin is like Sam Neill, yeah. uh, Martin Short, Isabella Rossellini or like Helena Bonham Carter. Like it's a wild cast.
0: Martin Short did a couple of these because he was also the Mad Hatter in this in the, the version of Alice in Wonderland. That was the Ted same Danson. thing.
1: Wasn't Ted Danson go over? Ted Denson was Gulliver. So <laughs> I don't know. This could be Patreon content. If anyone would ever be interested. Hint, hint. I, I, no. I would love God. Yeah. yeah the, Gen Z has no idea what wild stuff used to air
0: on television. Uh, Merlin. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, do you remember what was the, uh, Oh no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking something else. It well, and there the was also Tenth like Kingdom, Tenth Kingdom.
1: Oh yeah. Well, oh, there, there was deal. the Stephen Weber Shining, the like Stephen yeah. King approved. This is the real Shining. Like, have you know. seen Doctor Sleep? No, but I would. Mike mean, Flanagan
0: I, Doctor Sleep. It's yeah. really
1: good. I would bet it's
0: a good guy. I think. I think the the weakest part is when it tries to tie itself into the
1: Shining, but otherwise, it's a great film. Man. And now I wonder what Stephen Weber would look like in Doctor Sleep. Hmm. C- oh, that's a good question. No, no, he wait, probably who is like the Steven modern Weber. day equivalent of D- Stephen Weber. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's like Jack Nicholson is to Stephen Weber, as Ewan McGregor is to... <laughs> Steven Weber, <laughs> uh, Tim Daly. No, um, yeah. So on IMDb, 115 Beckerheads gave this an 8.0 out of 10. What do you think? I would go I, seven. I'd go. I definitely
0: go lower for all the gay jokes.
1: Yeah. Now, one or two of them are good. The the scene, the back and forth with the cop and Becker is great. No notes. Keep it in. Everything else. We don't but yeah, to. Bob the
0: Bob came in with 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 some flowers and he he does the most offense like the most offensive joke oh, of the episode. Oh,
1: he's like, "Hey, yeah, can you spruce these up some?" Yeah, cool man.
0: Yeah. Um
1: we don't like Bob's. <laughs> no, Bob sucks. Who had the musty performance, Bob? No. Uh definitely not Bob. Um I might say the ditsy
0: secretary. I liked her delivery. She's she's one of those kind of characters that's like weird and kind of quirky and stands out in episodes. Like a lot of sitcoms have them. Yeah. Um <clears> I'd <throat> say Richard Kind is kind of the same way in Spin City. Oh
1: yeah. yeah like that that same kind of like weird voice. <laughs> I would say Now I'm just imagining Richard Kind like playing Kimmy Gimbler or like Beth on news radio or just <laughs> <laughs> Richard Kind is your redheaded secretary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, put that
0: guy in more stuff. Can't get enough of him. I would say that the must see performance is Ted Danson.
1: Okay, going out on a ledge. But like
0: he's 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 acting. He's acting angry. And you know that Ted Danson is not
1: that angry in real life. No, he's Ted Danson. Like, he just yeah, came off Sam, yeah, Sam wasn't really that either. He had he had layers, very fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, must other people see this episode of Becker must they, if you're only going to see one Becker episode. No, no, this is my one. Well, watch other.
0: Well, you're gonna have to watch another one for next episode. Oh God. Uh, (laughs) I would say not, don't watch this episode. There are probably other episodes that are, that are better. I think that it's still a, there are a lot of good jokes that do hit.
1: Yeah. Um... And it's interesting seeing that CBS aesthetic uh because they all all the networks had different aesthetics and i think becker feels this feels very much like everybody loves raymond king of queens that same kind of vibe i will say um because i saw a couple like later this season john astin guest stars in an episode Ooh, but it's from like march 2000 so we will never be able to talk about it (laughs) nope so therefore i can't watch it but you can watch it on your own time no
0: no. Not Castron- no, 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 I I'll will watch never it. watch anything past 1999.
1: Oh, and oh, my God, is that that's everything. Wow, we did it. Becker, uh Becker, than never.
0: <laughs> I think it's it's one of those series that lasted six episodes. It was ubiquitous in the 90s. It was it was sorry, less than six seasons. One hundred twenty nine <laughs> magical episodes.
1: land of leprechauns lasted six.
0: <laughs> But like, it's it's you can only find it on Pluto TV. It is not discussed. Um, I actually thought it was the Ted Danson show when I when I looked it up. Oh, wow. Not that it was called Becker. Um, but it's just it's just television, baby. It's you can run for dozens and dozens of episodes and you're forgotten about.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, um, what? Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah. That was another yet. like early two thousand CBS sitcom that like a ran for five, six seasons. And yeah. uh, <laughs> my wife and kids, uh, according to Jim, where are yep. these shows? <laughs> no, according to Jim is still in reruns. <laughs> I learned a lot about what is in reruns uh, on local television when I was doing jury duty. <laughs> because they would like man they would put on the fucking like it's like the laughs channel or something it was like they were giving us a treat it's like oh we've been good here's a treat i'm gonna turn on this echo wafers loud it's like we're like do you don't care please turn off according to jim
0: it's like we give you a little treat but it's like a bit of honey yeah like Uh. like oh it's kind of sweet but i guess it's better than nothing
1: uh yeah um so you know next time we'll be talking about becker at some point we're going to talk about magical land of the leprechauns uh 1999 baby <clears throat> 1999. and where where can people find you if they want to talk about uh other entries in roger daltrey's filmography uh
0: <laughs> check me out on instagram ethan k55 brett where can people check you out or oh
1: you can follow me on Instagram at at Brett White. And you can also follow my drag career as Barb Hardly on Instagram and uh, YouTube at Barb Hardly, where I am now uh, opening up packets of sitcom trading cards as Barb. <laughs> and uh, I got some Lucy and Andy Griffith cards for Christmas. So I did that. Aww. Um, I might explore those further uh And yeah, thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Please rate and review in iTunes. Please hang out. Please talk. Please email have at gmail dot com. Please take care of yourselves as the snow has gripped our our. Uh, I was going to say fair country, but that ain't true. <laughs> our our, our fair
0: northeast locale where we yeah. live and broadcast <laughs> from.
1: And until next time. Keep those grades up. Oh, and then we'll take you to Chuck E. Cheese. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.